innovative Often duplicated When enough people get on the trend I elevate it Make it way harder for them to follow What I take it Hard to swallow like a lozenger Lodged in your trachea Goodness gracious bruh I can never make this up So just take your stuff Rake it up and take the bus Never fake the funk You painted skunks You played enough I'm lifting bars to outer space So the weight is up Fight WHUPLP, Hillsborough, North Carolina, the center of the known world. This is another episode of Dirty White Belt Radio. My name is Jeff Shaw. On a rainy afternoon here in the center of the known world, I am thrilled to welcome back my friend, my partner, my brother from another mother, my co-host, Mr. Trevor Hayes. Welcome back to the WHUP studios, sir. I was lost, but now I'm found. <laughs> was blind, but now he can mostly see. It's like a one-eyed man, which means he's king in this land of the blind that is North Carolina. Trevor is back in the studio to talk with us about one of his fighters who will be fighting on the next level fight club card in three weeks and we are going to bring him into the studio in just a couple minutes but before we do that i got to tell you guys how you can get a hold of us uh first of all some exciting news we are less than a thousand downloads away from twenty five thousand, which is super exciting for me i know it's unbelievable the show's past puberty now uh yeah it can almost shave just like me (laughs) yeah i'm wearing like you can't thankfully this is not a video podcast so you can't see the the sad excuse for a beard i'm rocking right now but such faces for radio yeah right (laughs) you know especially now i'm kind of like rocking the homeless person beard but uh an educated homeless man yeah there you go i'm like homeless scholar yeah i'm basically i'm I'm part of the plot for goodwill hunting so (laughs) but so trevor's back which i'm excited about hopefully you listeners are excited about as well we are we are close to twenty five thousand downloads which is exciting and i want to make the announcement that when um when we hit twenty five thousand we're going to release a bonus show a special podcast that's going to be in addition to the regular show um and it's going to be about your first tournament ever your first competition and so uh we we may also have an event to announce soon but i'm gonna gonna leave that back if you're curious about the event or you just want to harangue and berate me uh you can email the show at cagesidewhup at gmail.com you can get us on twitter and instagram our twitter is dwb radio and our instagram is dirty white belt we also you can also get at us using the hashtags dirty white belt and dirty white belt radio you can always also get us on facebook our facebook page is cageside radio but if you search for search for dirty white belt it will show up so without further ado uh let's bring adley in trevor do you want to why don't you introduce adley this is adley edwards great great guy from the state of ohio wandered into the gym uh how long ago did you walk into the gym almost about exactly one year ago almost one year ago he walked in uh pink polo khakis like dress shoes walked in and right away i was like hey man how have you been fighting for and he was like what because I was like, man, ears like that and that kind of posture when you walk in, it means you have fought before. Like, what's up? How can I help you? And, uh, yeah, he uh, came here. And uh, since then, it's even, like you said, he's one of my fighters. He's just my buddy. Like, guys like Adley, I, I, I hate saying I'm his coach. He's, he's my buddy. And I showed him how to throw some kicks. So that's really it. <laughs> well, so Adley, Adley will be fighting uh, in three weeks on Next Level Fight Club 7 at May 13th at the Kerscott Building at the fairgrounds. And uh, I want to know whether when he walked into the gym in the pink polo, whether he said he was styling and profiling, which would be a good <laughs> intro to North Carolina. I came to the woo today. My voice is gone. That Aww, was awful. I hit puberty right there. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do the puberty woo later yeah, in the show. puberty woo. <laughs> well, well, so maybe we should let Adley talk a bit. So Adley, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, and maybe you could tell Tell us about how you started your own martial arts journey. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I actually started maybe almost 15 years ago. Our featured interview today is brought to you by Toro Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Company, featuring the best geese, rash guards, shirts, fight shorts, and all other products for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Toro BJJ is the best company to support for your grappling needs. Additionally, Toro BJJ does a lot to support our local community as well, and it's important to support those who support us. You can check them out online at torobjj.com or in person at 124 Lotter Road in the location of Cageside Fight Company and Triangle Jiu-Jitsu. Thanks to Toro BJJ for supporting this featured interview. My dad got some sort of computer program. I had a little Gracie Jiu-Jitsu instructional thing on it. Looked through it, and I thought it was really cool. Found the closest Jiu-Jitsu gym I could find. Walked in when I was 14 years old. Uh, fell in love with it. I was training every single day with grown men, just getting my butt kicked all over. And uh, I loved it. Uh, one of the guys there was a wrestling coach. And after doing it for a year, I just got my blue belt. He, uh, When I turned 16, he actually told me, hey, man, why don't you start actually being competitive with guys who aren't 100 pounds bigger than you? I was like 110 pounds at the time. 
and uh, I joined my wrestling team. And I ended up wrestling through college. Uh, was an All American Ashland University. Got shot them out in Ohio. Go Eagles! <laughs> yeah. um, and literally, maybe two weeks after the national tournament, my senior year, I hopped in an MMA gym. It's something I always knew I wanted to do. Got back to jujitsu, working on my boxing. Um, and the rest is history. I've had maybe ten fights now. Um, last two with Trevor here, down in North Carolina. Well, and, and the rest of the fights were in Ohio. Yeah, all in Ohio. I've tried to venture out, but the ones that seemed to stick that uh, I had my opponent stay were all all over Ohio, but just in the state of Ohio. This is my first time uh, outside of the hometown. I'm really excited to uh, be down here competing. Yeah. Josh Williams, his original coach, did some really good work with this kid. And Josh uh, Williams out at Ronan Training Center now, originally of Buckeye. That's right. That I met. So Adley's past two fights, I got to travel with Adley out to Ohio. And when I met Josh, I was like, man, this dude lives for it. This is... This is awesome. Josh wow. Williams, not to be confused with Josh Williams of Dozier's Martial Arts, who competes at Toro Cup. No, not that Josh Williams. Josh Williams. Yes. Yeah, he's awesome. He's like an OG from the MMA scene in Ohio. He's uh, been around the block a few times. Lots of experience, lots of knowledge. Great, great coach. Great friend, too. Yeah. Terrific. And so you've been training since you were 14 years old. Always knew you wanted to be a fighter. Is this is something that you always knew you wanted to do professionally, or is it just like, I want to make this a part of my life? I want to make it a part of my life, but it's one of those things I'm super competitive. Um... I've I've always I wanted to do it at the highest level. I, I wanted to take it as far as I can go, and I'm, I'm still trying to do that. Um, I've known even before I was 14. It's I've loved. I got taekwondo. Man, I was watching Power Rangers. I was a kid <laughs> doing the moves on the couch. Just I, I knew I wanted to do that, and I wanted to do it well. And so it sounds like you you've trained in a lot of the different martial arts disciplines. And so I'm curious: Do you consider yourself a striker first, a grappler first? Do you consider yourself a well-rounded individual, or do you not fall into categories like that? You know what? Uh, wrestling is probably the most time I've spent in anything else. Uh, I spent a majority of my high school career. I started wrestling my sophomore year um, and through my college career. Uh, so I've spent a lot of time on the mats wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably definitely uh, the most experience I have. That being said, I mean, I've done jiu-jitsu forever. I really love jiu-jitsu. Um, but striking is really fun, and that was something that was kind of new and exciting to to really put some time into when I got out of college wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it all now. I don't really have a preference I like winning, and I'll, t- I'll take the fight where it, where it takes me and where I need to go. But punching people, kicking people, choking people out, they're, they're all equally uh, enjoyable. I want to talk to you about your striking training with Trevor in a second, but before I do, I have one question, which is what is the best takedown you've ever done on Ryan LaFree? I don't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ali has hit like every takedown from every angle, anywhere, anytime. <laughs> Surprise takedown when Ryan's walking out of the bathroom sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> the shower takedown is my yeah. personal favorite. <laughs> but so you've been trading tra- striking with Trevor. And so like, I want, I want to ask you, like, and I, I'd love to get Trevor's perspective on this too, but like, what kind of drills or, uh, or training methods that Trevor uses do you feel like have helped you the most? So the biggest difference, I came from the wrestling background, and Ohio is very much a boxing state. And I, my, most of my first striking coaches were more b- boxers. So we have that wider base, um, obviously more punches, a lot less kicks. And honestly, nobody really wanted to kick with me because they were scared of my double leg. Um, so the kicking was almost not brand new to me, but something I really hadn't put any time at all coming down here. Mm-hmm. So Trevor's helped me leaps and bounds with my, my, my Muay Thai and even my kicking for MMA and my defense. And it's something... From even just the stance to, uh, I feel like I got a pretty mean switch kick now. Uh, that, last we were talking about on the way up here, yeah. It, it clicked the day before our first fight together. Yeah. Yeah, your, your amateur title fight. We were we were just hanging out at Ronin Sports, just like drilling, and he fired off perfectly. And like everyone was in the practice just stopped, and they're like, Adley, what was that? And I was like, ha, I told you you could do it. <laughs> and then in the fight, you blasted the poor guy with it, and it was a game changer. You were like, you hit it the first time, you looked at me and just went, Dude, I kicked him and he didn't like it. What do I do? And I'm like, keep going, like just keep fighting. Oh yeah, so that's it's been awesome. Just doing the drills, the footwork, and the the placement. It's it's a whole different style of of how to move your body for the Muay Thai, mm-hmm. and that was cool learning that. And this whole year has been really a learning process for me, adding that to my game. Yeah, you you came in a very good offensive boxer. And I remember like you said, hey, I have issues backing up, and I was like, let me find out. And I think I put on gloves, and I threw. I was like. Done to done, like head kicking, you walked into it. And I was like, okay, I know what to do now. Like, after that one time, and then it's like, now you've got the pocket work, the ends of the house, the angles. Uh, yeah, it's been really cool to see your progress. It's been fun. It's yeah, been I mean, blast. it's a lot of fun. The elbows, the knees, and stuff. And so, Trevor, That's to great. follow up on that, I have a question for you, which is like, so when a, when a new person, you know, so I want I want to talk about Adley specifically, but more generally, when a new guy walks into the gym that you know has fighting experience, mm-hmm. and you can tell both from, you know, his bearing and his stance, and uh, like, what is your approach in terms of? 
analyzing, you know, what does this guy need? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you assess that? And then how do you approach it from there? So that's my favorite thing about my current position because I get to work with so many guys like Adley. I have like, like Trevor's Runaway Home for Fighters at Force Fitness of Care. Like those, that fighter practice. I need to make you a shirt. Trevor, Trevor's <laughs> Runaway Home for I, Fighters. I kind of have like Adley, who's, who's my dude, who's always there. Now I've got a couple guys like Roland is, is in there now, but it's a lot of guys like Jeremy Purdue comes up from Charlotte. And um, the big thing I do is um, I just see how their body moves. And I look for little things that, uh, little cues that are natural and not forced. Um, and so I'll be like, I, I understand you have to always have an offense defense. Everyone's offense defense is going to be different. So I, I focus more or less on um, not making them like me, because that means I'd all get knocked out, but making them effective and natural. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So everything just has to be fluid. Like Adley's base, um, you still have a fairly wide base. I don't think we really changed too, too much from that. Like, so we got your switch kick down. The roundhouse is still troublesome, but um, it's just focusing on making stuff natural. Everyone will use their body differently, and that's what I focus on. And just going from there. I'm not going to force anybody mm-hmm. to change anything. I'm going to help them help themselves if that makes sense it does and, and do you specifically tailor drills for the individual or is it sort of the thing where there's group classes and i i kind of have a set drill base for guys like you and dewan have uh, some great drill sessions and it's very much like an in and out like an offense defense like find this find that but then when you do that you see each fighter's natural habits come in and that's when you kind of help start sharpening that that little part of it mm-hmm. is what i see so Adley, this will be your tenth fight. This will be your tenth or eleventh fight. You have like ten fights, so something far? like that. Yeah, something ten or eleven. I don't know. Ten or eleven fights. And so, um, have you fought for next level before? I've not. In fact, this uh, again, my first time ever interviewing Raleigh. Oh, that's right. I did check out their last show though, and it was pretty impressed. It was really well done. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I've been really impressed with the next level shows. It's great to have pro MMA back in the triangle, um, and and so I think those guys do a nice job with it. So I'm gonna let's talk specifically about this upcoming fight, and then I'd like to talk with you a little bit broader back into your fight career and some of your toughest fights and what you've learned from those. So what do you know about your opponent that you're gonna fight in three weeks? Um, he is a North Carolina guy. I want to say he's from somewhere on the beach. Uh, his name is. Uh, David Moore. Don't look at me. I forgot his name. I keep getting mixed. There's a guy back home. His name's Danny Moore, and I get the two names. <laughs> it starts with the deeds. David or Danny Moore. You're about um, to look at me for advice, and I'm like, if it's not fighting, don't talk to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good with them. names. I hope they don't. I'm, I'm the worst of that. I'm yeah. never faced with a name. They're, yeah. they're actually, hopefully, they're not going to have you fight both of them at the same time. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm in for a chair match. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come over to the, the cage. My God, <laughs> that's Trevor Hayes' music. It's happening. It's happening. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so 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 Mr. Moore, the, he's uh he's a taller guy. I want to say he's like five eleven ish, is what they say online. Um, he actually fought my buddy at the na- last card, uh, Anthony Wright. Um, and Anth- yeah, you know, I saw to- that fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He got the uh, finish pretty early, and I think they've actually fought once before as amateurs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But from what I understand, he's more of a striker. Um, he's had I, I want to say he had like a six and two kickboxing record. He's fought in Glory kickboxing. Oh, wow. Um, I think he's got six knockouts on his kickboxing record. So seems like he he's got some. Punching power. Actually, he's fought two of your training partners, Anthony, Anthony Wright, and then Kevin Schroeder. That's that right. Up. Yeah, because yeah. oh, okay. like my little runaway home for fighters, Anthony Wright will come through, and then uh, our buddy Kevin Schroeder comes from Greensboro now. And then they had a uh, the Glory Rules kickboxing. It match. was a smoker, right? An unofficial match. It was, right? Yeah, it was an it was exhibition match. Kevin was an amateur fighter, and uh, uh, Moore is a pro fighter. Yet they had a fight. It was mm-hmm. considered exhibition. So go figure, right? Yeah, sure. Next yeah. time, next time Kevin comes up, we should get Kevin, you and me and Kevin on the show. He's a trip. Yeah, <laughs> he, he yeah. is so unfiltered. He is one of my favorite dudes. Yeah, we're gonna have to yeah. pre-record that show. Yeah, we so, are. We <laughs> but but uh, yeah, Kevin's great. Kevin. It won't be as bad as like the the Frankie Patches like pre-record. <laughs> I saw Joe Selecki yesterday, by the way, and Joe, really? yeah, he was at the the, the U.S. Grappling oh, Charlotte. That's awesome. Yeah, it was super awesome. He's like, hey, podcast blowing up. I was like, thanks. Your fight career is actually yeah. blowing up, yeah, sir. I saw him in a Myrtle Beach for the last yeah. IKF thing and. He's all engaged now, and he's an adult. Oh Dude, I love. I mean, I, I I love Joe Selecki, and I think Joe is gonna do really big things. things. Yeah. Really big things. So, hey, Betsy O'Donovan. Yes, Chacha. So, you just had your first ever competition experience. I did at U.S. Grappling Charlotte. U.S. Grappling Charlotte. And would you recommend the U.S. Grappling Tournament for people that are thinking about competing for the first time? I really wholeheartedly would. It was. Um, 
from beginning to end, from the ease of registration to how they handle weigh-ins. Full disclosure, I thought I was going to drop a lot more weight than I did. I showed up and was still at my walking around weight for a lot of reasons. And it was easy to just be up in a different weight class. Um, the tournament experience was incredibly good. It was well run. The communication was outstanding and the people were incredibly nice and encouraging. There's a great community there and I would say, go get it. Yes, grappling is, I wouldn't have done it any other way. So if you're out there and whether you've competed a hundred times or zero times, whether it is your first time out there or your second time out there, there is a U.S. Grappling Tournament for you. You can check out all the upcoming events at usgrappling.com or search U.S. Grappling on Facebook for an upcoming tournament and we will see you out there. But so, uh, so you have a so back to your fight, uh, the, your current fight, and we'll get into the history of your fight career in a bit. Do you ha- you mentioned that you have a game plan for this fight? To like, be honest, uh, the game plan is not much different from what I always do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out there, try to hit the guy without getting hit, um, mm-hmm. and if he gives me a takedown, I'll take it. Um, if he tries to take me down, I'm gonna stuff it, <laughs> and if I get on top of him, I'm gonna finish it. So that's more or less what I always try to do. Yep. Awesome. Do you know where you're at on the card? Um, I am not. I know I'm on the pro card, so it's somewhere near the end. Yeah, um, I, I 100% sure. I think I might be in the corner of like almost like all the pro fights. Yeah, I we think Dewan, J- Jeremy. You, well, you, Dewan, Jeremy. Who else is on the pro card? There's the heavyweight title fight. Alan Crowder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he have a fight? He does, I think. Oh, does he? Oh, I, I have he no does. idea. Yeah, well, well so he was originally supposed to fight your buddy. Yeah, my from, buddy from actually from Ohio where oh, I trained. Wow. Yeah, uh, we got that fight. We Jason. tried to get a fight set up last minute and he was like I'm in I'm there and Alan didn't take it or something like that huh, interesting and then they took it this time but then Jason got hurt yeah which would have been really convenient because my coach from Ohio corners both of us so to give him a, an easy trip down definitely yeah. but definitely. unfortunately I had a little injury and he had to pull, pull out but, yeah well that's too bad it's the game so um if people want to get tickets for the fight if people want to support you is there a way that they can get tickets definitely uh you can uh one you can get online uh if you don't know me and uh, go check out. I want to say it's nextlevelfightclub.com or something like that. Probably some kind of code. Some word sort of something name. like that. Yeah, put Edwards yeah. in. I get credit for that, which would be awesome. I'd love you supporting me. But you can also come to Forge Fitness Carry. We've got plenty of uh, tickets for sale over there at the front desk. And uh, we've also got a. Uh, I've got tickets on me. Just come find me or. Or message me um, if we can make it happen. I'd love to get you some tickets as well. Sweet. So find Adley either at Forge Fitness Carry or just around the triangle. You can also go to nextlevelfightclub.com. We will post a link to where you can get tickets in the comments of this show. So you can put the, uh, the, the code Edwards in, and Adley will get credit for those tickets sold. So we're t- we talked about this current fight, and we may re- return to that because I want to make sure to promote this show. As we mentioned, Next, Next Level has put on some terrific fight cards. Yeah. But I also want to talk to you about your history. What do you think is your toughest fight that you've had so far? And what did you learn from that fight? Toughest fight so far. Ooh, that's kind of tricky. Okay. Uh, well, I've had a... He makes all the fights easy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. My, my you, you ought to do the whole, yeah, you ought to do the whole uh, show in that voice. Uh, the <laughs> the uh, slightly hungover Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Batman. Yes. That's what that voice is right there. Okay. Thanks to Johnny, slightly, Johnny Kionsky. Slightly great. hungover Bruce Wayne is another fight shirt we should make. <laughs> anyway. So back, back to the actual guest. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, my, my toughest fight was actually, uh, I have one loss on my amateur record. I got knocked out, but that was actually the fight right before that was my probably my toughest fight. I uh, was coming through the amateur ranks, kind of steamrolling guys. Um, had a lot of first round, maybe early second round finishes. And uh, my first fight that I actually went the distance uh, was pretty telling for me. In wrestling, uh, it's very, it's, it's a tough conditioning sport for sure, but you're not going for that, that extension of time. You got times you go out of bounds, reset. I wasn't used to that grueling pace for so long, and I had a really tough, durable guy. I was on top of the first round, second, and third, doing a lot of ground and pound. almost wore myself out, and it was really kind of a, taught me a lot about pacing myself, knowing how to kind of know when you've won the round and know when to, when to pursue the finish, and that was kind of a eye-opening for me. That makes a lot of sense because one, one, something I always say about wrestling, I wrestled in high school, not in college, is that wrestling really teaches you toughness and just an, an relentlessness because it's a explode, explode, explode all the time with very little resting. Is is that your experience with wrestling? Definitely, definitely. I mean, you get penalized for taking a step backwards or not being active. So I have a problem with patience. I get out there and I want to tear someone's head off from bell to bell. And even if I'm winning or like it's not going anywhere, I'm like, I'm just going to keep tearing into you. 
Uh, the problem is there's times to do that, not to do that. Being efficient and uh, consuming, conserving energy is sometimes a lot more important and mm-hmm. something I've, I've really had to pick up. Trevor, is that something you've worked with Adley on, the, the patience piece? I'm trying to think if we ever had that issue with you. I think uh, I fixed it a little bit before I met you. Yeah, I mean, because from Adley, he's always been a good hard worker. He's not super antsy or super... Uh, like reckless or anything like that so he's kind of like the perfect person to train and like with uh your past two fights together your your last amateur fight your title fight and then your pro debut you kept a good pace mm-hmm. it was always offensive always defensive and you controlled it really well so i don't think we've had that that issue even in practice like you know how to control a situation <sighs> oh no i'm good okay and then you go so, yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what, I was nervous. My last fight was my pro debut, and we go from three minutes to five minutes. And I'll tell you what, in Ohio, for the amateur title fights, unlike here, it's only three rounds rather than the five, and you get a minute and a half between rounds. So yeah. I was kind of spoiled going over, and I was really nervous about that switch We were up. having full-blown conversations in, the, in between rounds. Like, you came back from the round, all right, everything's going right. How do you feel? Oh, I'm good, man. Hey, Adley, you still hungry? Yeah. You want to get that pizza afterwards? <laughs> yeah, Totally. Hey, man, what should I look for in the rest of the fight? Well, your hands are up, right? You're getting hit? No? Okay, cool. What do you want to eat after this? Like, that was our conversation between rounds. Yeah, my, my yeah. condition was on point, and I kept up a very high pace. I mean, yeah, that, props to that kid. That dude was durable. Oh I hit him like a gosh. thousand and one times. Yeah. I thought so many times he was going to fold and break, and, and he took a lot of abuse, and he kept coming. Yeah, dude, your last two fights, man, have been like uh, shellackings on guys. Like, your output was kind of crazy, especially like your pro fight, your pro yeah. debut. That was My elbows were so... so <laughs> Elbows were new to me, and that was a blast using. But it's something that you're You don't train to throw elbows and whack people. God, my elbows were so sore and swollen. I, I was hurting. My elbows were killing me for a week. I'm sure that poor dude. I was going to say, did you go up afterwards? It's like, man, you hurt my elbows. <laughs> that dude had a hard head. Oh, dude. my God. He definitely did. That poor kid. And well, he was a kid, too. He was like, what, 18, 19? 19 or something like that. He would, And that was his like 10th fight also. Oh. Yeah, he was like 8-1. Yeah, but yeah, three between and one, amateur and, and pro. He was a three, three and one. one he has a, he's a three and one pro, and it was Adley's pro debut. And we we're kind of sitting there like, wow, this is a really cool fight to watch. <laughs> like Adley so, didn't have any issues. It was fun. If you're listening to this show, you probably like jujitsu gear, and you could probably use a free new gi. If those things are true, then go to armbarbox.com/dwb for your chance to get both. The Armbar Box is a subscription jiu-jitsu lifestyle box that delivers full-size jiu-jitsu products to your door every month. And now, if you join the Armbar Box's VIP pre-launch, you have a chance to win a free gi. All you need to do to enter the free gi giveaway is sign up for their email list and then share to win points. So go to armbarbox.com DWB for your chance to win that free gi and to check out those products. So it has to be gratifying making your pro debut against a guy with that level of experience, with that level of success, and to get a fairly dominant performance it win. It's been a pain in the ass finding fights since yeah, then. I've, I've, yeah, since I've had since. no it's luck. Been, when, was your, when was your pro debut? Halloween. That's right, Halloween. Oh, yeah, we dressed up as like a Care Bear and a monkey afterwards. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we fun. did. Yeah, yeah, it, was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> We're at OSU, so we had some fun. But uh, no, we didn't. Maggie, we behaved. Don't worry. I'm sorry. That's his wife, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, um, yeah, October. And since then, how many fights have fallen through? Like five, I don't know, six. Bunch. Like, and, and that's even with me taking time off. I had a baby in uh, November. We You've really recovered your figure very well. What's that? No. You've really recovered, your figure has recovered really well from the baby, from having the baby. Adley was like, yeah, it just went right over his head. Nah, sure. sometimes, I, sometimes I say things that make no sense. But congratulations. That's awesome. I mean, um, so your last fight was in October. Mm-hmm. And so it's now you know, almost May. Yeah. Yeah. And so how many fights have fallen through since Maybe then? Maybe three. Two or three? Yeah, but like even like well, that's like but the three fights that fall promotions. through are promote yeah promotions. Each one I'll have like a fight maybe four weeks out. The dude accepts it, pulls out. Then three weeks I'll get a new opponent, new opponent. Sometimes I have like three opponents in a week, and it's yeah. uh, it's such a pain in the in the stuff. It's but, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating training. <laughs> yeah. And the worst thing is when you cut the weight for nothing. So you get down there, and I've even as an amateur, I've had maybe, God, people you say I was cursed at Ronan. I'd maybe have four or five fights where I weighed in for the fight. We were ready to go, and then he bails out between the weigh-in and the actual competition. And that's really aggravating. No, I'm sure, like because that's the worst part, so right? So many the- missed tacos. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, Adley well, loves food as much as I do. I think so that's why we get along so well. I mean, well, dude, especially if you have to regulate your weight in terms of your profession, like the food piece is important. And even in jujitsu, right? Like, I mean, you remember when I when I cut the weight for the for the yeah, for the worlds, dude. right? And I was I was walking around at one thirty five 
t- you yes, know, light, strong, yeah. hungry, and angry all the time. And like, the, and you know, all, all, and all, pretty much across the fight disciplines from jujitsu, muay thai, MMA, all the, the my friends that compete say the weight cut's the worst part, right? Like, it's the stuff that takes the most, f- and and the fight is the fun part. At least you get to fight yeah. to. Oh yeah, yeah. So so. I mean that is that has to be a really frustrating part of the fight game having fights fall through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But fortunately, uh, you have one coming up in three weeks, um, and so folks can we'll, we'll post info about how to get tickets for that fight. Next level fight club seven May thirteenth at the Kerscott Building at the fairgrounds. Um, Adley Edwards will be on the pro section of that card toward the end. So I asked you about your toughest fight. I want to ask you about what fight you've had the most fun with, or what was the most gratifying, enjoyable fight you've had. Ooh, that's hard. Okay, I've I've had quite a few that I had a uh, that I really enjoyed. Honestly, I don't. I Give don't me a top know. three if you want. I don't know if I have a favorite. I've had a uh, so I had a uh, I want to say my fourth ever amateur fight. Maybe um, I was going to guy sky. Not a really great record, um, but I took the fight on like three days notice up weight class, and I had surgery scheduled the next week. I was super injured, and uh, it's one of those things. I was uh, I just wanted to compete, get a match in, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's let's go. Um, and that was pretty cool, just because yeah. you know I didn't have to stress myself at the training camp, and I got in there, got a really cool quick finish, um, and uh, that was fun, just hopping in there, just, just spur of the moment. Um, I'd say my pro debut was very fun. That was um, so much fun, dude. <laughs> if you haven't seen that fight, there's a really cool highlight reel that Gene Kim put out. Uh, you can find it on my Facebook page, it might be on my Instagram as well. Awesome, and I have some really really nice suplexes in that fight, dude. It I was picked that dude dirty. up, and put him upside down on his head. At the bell. Uh, quite a few times. At the bell, the end of the fight, the building lost it because you were going for the suplex and he had him up under one arm and the bell goes and he just drops the guy. Just le- just standing, just drops him and walks away. So in my, de- so in my defense, that guy punched me. Uh, I took him. I was on top of him hitting him after the first round. The bell rang and he throws like a right hook from the bottom. I mean, I didn't have any power on him, but I'm like the bell clearly rang. Like I was getting up. So I remember that at the end of the third round when the fight was over, and he was airborne in that bell, and I just mic drop slam. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, when the bell when the bell rings, you're supposed to stop fighting, and yes. so I mean, if if he's at the apex of your suplex, what are you supposed to do other than yeah. just drop him? Just, <laughs> just let him go. Just, Sorry, just, I mean, they can't, you can't hold yeah, him like a baby. Yeah, suplexed him like his name was Ryan Lafree. <laughs> so, so, uh, and 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 really, like parenthetically, is there a more satisfying move to hit than a good suplex? You know what? It's really fun returning a guy. It's a. Uh, Putting a guy up in the air and getting that velocity and spiking him down, it really takes the fight out of guys. Um, plus, it's a crowd pleaser. Everybody likes it. Big noise. And there's no – sometimes when you hit a nice shot, a really clean punch, some people in the crowd can't see it. Sometimes the most telling blows in the fight are hidden in an exchange. And sometimes the, the greatest-looking punches are glancing. So it's kind of deceptive sometimes. There's no doubt when someone goes up in the air and comes down hard. Everybody knows what just happened. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. U.S. Grappling is our favorite tournament organization for a lot of reasons. Run by grapplers for grapplers, U.S. Grappling consistently provides the best tournament experience for competitors. Whether it's a points tournament or submission only, and U.S. Grappling runs true no-time-limit submission-only events, it's the best place to compete and to watch your friends compete. Check out upcoming events and register online at usgrappling.com. I want to return to something that you mentioned in terms of like having fights drop out and like having the opportunity and having the, the and, and like the fight being the fun part because we mentioned Kevin Schroeder in Kevin's last fight his opponent dropped out something crazy like 24 hours before yeah, they, they, like they weighed in and the guy backed out that morning saying he got sick yeah and so then they were like, well, Kevin, we have another fight for you. And the dude fights 15 pounds heavier than you. And he's a jiu-jitsu black belt. Right. And, and Kevin's like, I don't care. Let's yeah. do it. And so, so my question for both of you guys, because like as Kevin's friend, I was like, I both admired that and was like, dude, I'm not sure that that's the wise thing to do. And so my question for both of you guys as fighter and coach, where is the sweet spot between warrior spirit and being an advocate for yourself? Like in, in that. That's why like with Kevin, he has a huge warrior spirit. Like I've never like... He comes by practice. I think I've worked with him like for one or two fight camps, and he's the most game day person ever that you have to kill. But he also has that no regard for himself, like win or lose. He just goes out there and fights. You know, where Adley goes out there to fight and he's gonna win. Kevin's just there to fight, and he's like, oh, whatever. And for a coach, that can sometimes be a little, little difficult to deal with. So it's hard. It's hard balancing that definitely. Yeah. Uh, and part of it's ego, and part of it's just like it's a personality. The, the reason we got into this is we love the contest, we love to challenge ourselves. 
but you need somebody like I'm trying to make a career out of this. I'm I do it for fun, and don't get me wrong, but I also want to do this for fun and be able to support myself so I can do for fun at a higher level. Um, you need people looking out for you and being like, that's not a good fight, that's not a good idea. Definitely props to Kevin. I mean, that's really a, a ballsy move that to hop in there like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, and that's the thing. I mean, I think you said it well, Adley. And like, and this is what I, I wanted to ask you specifically about it because of the story you told about, you know, taking this fight just out of nowhere is that like, you do have to admire it, right? Like the courage that it takes to be like, you're a jujitsu black belt. You're probably tw- walk around 20 pounds heavier than me. I don't care. I just found out about this. Let's do it. You have to admire that. But at the same time for someone that has, has goals. And I think a lot of fighters fall into this. You have to, you do have to someone that's a career advocate for you. Like when Dewan first started fighting, Dewan was like, I don't want to fight, I want to fight tough guys. I only want to fight tough guys. And it's like, big respect, my friend. But if you're trying to build a record, you know, it's not necessarily like, oh, I want to fight a guy who has, you know, 10 fights. And if you want to make a career out of this and you want to compete at the highest level and support yourself doing it, you have to take fights. But you also have to be like, well, you know, if I'm in my pro debut, uh, you know, if I I want to fight a guy who has 10 pro fights and he's 9 or 1, that's. I, I had someone explain it to me a while ago, and it made a lot of sense. Um, and it helps me understand like what people look for from amateur pros. I never had a pro career. I just fought amateur a couple mm-hmm. times. I was like, all right, cool. Um, someone said, CCBBA. C-level, C-level. B-level, B-level. A-level. If A-level goes wrong, you go back to like a B-minus, mm-hmm. and you go back to the B-plus. And then maybe if those go wrong, you go back to a C and keep working your way up. And that's where you can see the guys that might have like records of like – like eight and three and you kind of see like those hiccups you see them come back you see the progression and then it kind of when you go from amateur to pro it's kind of like starting over you got to go all right let's find some like you know test the waters out get used to the new rule sets like that that cc bb a mm-hmm. where it's like adley's first fight for pro i think was kind of like uh what would you say like a b plus i mean just tough yeah. hungry kid experienced go getter so it was a good good uh uh getting his feet wet kind of experience and now he's still kind of staying along that and we're going to keep working along that like guys that are challenges providing things uh or, or uh presenting things for Ali to, to get better at we just keep going from there mm-hmm. i mean no one's gonna have a per- perfect record so i love you it's true I mean, yeah and, <laughs> and i'll tell you what else has helped i uh we were just talking about duan earlier he got me in contact with his manager uh yeah. david Ravello from sucker punch Doom entertainment yeah he's uh i just signed with him uh recently a couple weeks ago a couple weeks, I think. Time flies. But um, he's been awesome. I literally talked to him. The very next day, he got me this fight. We're already talking about fighting again later in the summer and then in September. Um, he's been awesome. And it's nice having somebody looking out for you. One, he's going to get you smart fights that are going to build my career. Uh, and, it, I mean, you need somebody to tell you what fights not to take, what fights to take, what's good for the long-term goal. Because what's a, you know, a fight here and there if it doesn't lead to, to where I really want to go? And let's talk about those long-term goals. Do you think in terms of like time frame goals or linear goals, it sounds like you already have certain plans after this fight, but like, do you think in terms of like, well, in six months I want to be here in a year, I want to be here, things like that. Is that, is that something that goes through your mind? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I got a family, I got, you know, kids, I'm trying to balance, you know, being there, you know, for my kids and my wife and fighting and fighting is a very selfish thing. I mean, you got to go in there, you put in lots of time, um, it takes a lot of sacrifice, not just on my part. I don't mind the sacrifice. I like it, and they're grinding it out. That's part of, you know, who I am and what I really enjoy to do. But that's something they have to sacrifice too. If I'm in the hours in the gym, that means I'm hour, not hours spent with my kids. So I really want to progress and make it something worthwhile. And I'm not necessarily in it for the money. I it's not a, a lucrative sport unless you're, you know, the one in the million guy. I just want to be able to do it, do what I love to do, and be able to continue doing it. For that to happen, you have to get into these bigger shows. I mean, the local shows are awesome. Um, but I to make a career out of it, you need to be in like Bellator, World Series of Fighting, UFC. Um, that'd be great to get down there, and I'd like to do it sooner rather than later. But then again, it's uh, it's not a race to see how fast I can get there. I want to get there and develop, and we're, we're continue to build my skills while I while I pursue that journey. Mm-hmm. What about you, Trevor? Do you have goals for your fighters, or is it something you work with with each individual fighter? Uh, uh, I tell people you're going to go as far as you want to go. Like I stopped because I stopped. Like I saw where I was at, and I was like. All right, fighting's not for me. I'm too much of a punching bag. I mean, to me, uh, fighting was fun. It was an activity that I kind of just came up doing, and I didn't ever see myself making a career. And I was like, all right, this is where I'll stop. But I tell guys all the time, um, you're going to go as far as you're going to make yourself go. Like, that's it. And then um, if you ever hit that point, like uh, like Adley, I feel like you know the sky could be the limit. 
if he wants to keep going there the way it's going right now, then yeah, he'll keep fighting. He's going to have a good career. Um, but then you'll have those guys that'll go, 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 go. And they kind of hit those hard roadblocks and maybe they stop progressing. They kind of realize like maybe fighting isn't for them. And that's when there's like that sit down and, and talk like, Hey man, how's your accounting degree looking? You know? Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of conversation. But I really tell guys, I mean, you know, you'll go as far as you can take yourself. Like, that's it. If you really want to keep pushing and going, getting better then you will, like, that's it. Like I can only, if I say, you know, jump and you want to jump. All right, cool. Let's go from there. So do you approach coaching differently when you have someone that is expressly a recreational fighter versus someone that expressly wants to make a career of it? Like someone who's just like, Hey, you know, I'm 35 years old. I really like kickboxing, really enjoy doing this. want to compete a little bit, you know, probably. I, I still want them to go into those fights as prepared as they possibly can be. It, it doesn't matter if you're going to fight; it's still a very serious thing. Like, um, we're not we're not playing the patty cake championship of the world. Like, there's there's still dire consequences even for amateurs. It, you, you can be 35 with like you know 10 years experience. It's your first fight. There's still those first fight jitters. You know, you're going to be fighting probably someone younger, more explosive. And if you're not ready to deal with that person's going to bring. Um, your bouncing is really wigging me out. <laughs> You're just bouncing back and forth like a child. Throwing me out. Um, that person still has to be really prepared for uh, everything that can happen. You know, I'm not going to sit there and be like, yeah, hey, man, you know, just run and diet and you'll be fine. No, that's bullcrap. You know, you have to get that person knowing like, hey, these are the trenches. You got to go through it to get ready for battle. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest part. Um, so, I mean, you have guys like, uh, um, I mean, the fighter practice, I don't treat any of you guys any differently. I'll, I'll have a room like on a day I'll be, uh, Adley will be in there, Dewan Owens, Jeremy Perdue. Uh, we've had like Josh Koscheck and Jake Woodfield on days. And we have like the amateurs too. We have like John Shell who's doing it just for fun. Well, guess what? John is still in there getting the same attention and the same drilling and the same work because he has to get ready for that. Like he doesn't have a career fighting. He's a jiu-jitsu guy and he's like, oh, it'd be fun to do this. Cool. Let's put as much time. And it's a, and it's a, it's a group effort with everybody there. And, you know, Daniel Branch helps out a lot too. And I see John one-on-one, like we're still putting as much time as we can. Like you have to let everyone get as possibly ready or as ready as possible. So mm-hmm. I came out backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I want to return to something that Adley said in terms of like, we get into this to challenge ourselves yeah. and every one of us has a different ceiling, right? Based on like where, ba- based on our innate physical abilities, based on our own goals. Like not, not everybody wants to be a pro. Some people like John or you know, be like Donna well, Natosi. Well, I mean, I, I, well, it's like, yeah, like Donna. And then I have a, uh, like John Prim that trains with us. Like John is all, like he's uh, he and I are old drinking buddies actually like from like when we were eighteen and he kind of got into this recreationally a couple years ago he's like hey man I think I kind of want to fight like why not but John also knew like what to expect from me being a total jerk around like fighters like sometimes and he knew that he was gonna have to push himself to be ready for a fight and uh, even though he lost his fight he wasn't hurt he wasn't banged up he fought a guy more experienced. Uh, with more fights and more training and John did great he just it was his first fight he got a little heavy and like that was it but um. Like, like it's uh, you can't just take a fight and think it's going to be fun. Well, like if, mean, if you if you want to sign up and fight some dude that was maybe picking trash out of the dumpster out back and fight him, uh, cool. Like, there's no honor in that. Like, I told Prim, like, I got you a hard fight. You have good training partners. I'm not going to find you some dude that's like a taekwondo like black belt that hit a bag in his garage and shadow boxed. Like, no, you're not going to get anything out of that. Like, I got him a good hard fight, and he's like, I get it now, thanks. And now he's getting better for his next fight. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not going to go anywhere, but it's cool to have a couple fights. Like you still have to, if you're going to, if you want to challenge yourself, then have a challenge in front of you. Yeah. You know? no, most like Jeff, if you were to take an MMA fight, how would you feel if you fought like, I don't know, like some, some Cajun guy or something like that, you know, it probably <laughs> wouldn't be very fair for the guy. Um, that's an inside joke, <laughs> but, uh, but a good one <laughs> a good one. or like, you know, like some dude that's never trained before. Like it doesn't make sense for you to challenge yourself. Right. Like, yeah. You, you would have to have some kind of challenge presented for yourself. Like, there's no point going out and, and beating up some dude that just decided to walk in with a UFC t-shirt on. Like, there's no challenge in that, like, yeah, if no, that makes sense. Yeah. I agree with every bit of that. And, then, like, the no honor in it, fighting somebody that you know you're going to crush. Um, Me, I admit, and, like, I kind of fought guys that sucked, and that's why I won. I wasn't uh, a good fighter. <laughs> like, I ended up fighting guys that look back. I was like, oh, those guys were terrible. That's why I won. Maybe fighting's not for me. God, because I still got hit a lot. So. Trevor is overly humble, but I think your approach is exactly right in terms of, like, training everybody. And, like, I, th- I think having pro fighters in there with express amateurs who aren't necessarily going to go anywhere but want to improve and, like, having them all in that room making each other tougher raises everyone's level. And so, Adley, I'm wondering, in, a, in an experience like that, like, obviously you train with other really tough pros like Dewan, but you're also in rooms with people that are 
you know, for lack of a better term, recreational or hobbyists, like folks like myself that, that are like really love it and really want to train hard. And like, how do you see your role? Like I, you mentioned that fighting is a bit of a selfish enterprise because you're always trying to improve your own skills, but there's also these folks that clearly training with you makes them better. And so how do you, how do you balance that as a like, Hey, some Everyone's of these folks game has up definitely gone up with Alibi in here and we're super grateful for that. I believe that. And, you know, Ryan LaFries talked to me about that, which is why I asked the questions about Ryan. Well, <laughs> well I think there's, there's two sides to it. One is, uh, I actually love teaching. My my first degree when I went through school before I went back was education, and I was going to be a math and science teacher. So I love teaching. I love you know breaking things down. I, I'm the person who's playing a board game with, with somebody. Me if you're going to be a math teacher, how the hell do you put up with me? <laughs> Good lord! It's really simple, Trevor. One plus. Uh, <laughs> it's not that simple with him. <laughs> we, uh, so I, I really like teaching. I'm the guy we're playing a new board game. I'm the one I have to interject and explain the rules. Like I love to teach. Um, don't don't let don't let him explain euchre to me. He gets so mad. <laughs> this guy, you guys got it. North Carolina. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. You got to get on euchre. Yes, yeah. the best card game. You know what I'm talking. Like, oh yeah, no, I play you. all. You play yeah, euchre? yeah, of course. Yeah, no. Oh my god, we gotta I, get together. I love it. You guys have to it's have like on. a euchre. I, like, yeah, day I'll bring my wife over. We've been dying. There's nobody I've to play. Nev- I've never seen I, him come so close. Well? I, I love ner- <laughs> I love nerdy board game. I love nerdy board games. Love ler- nerdy card games. Grew up playing Pinochle. If you've ever played Pinochle, I, I don't know that one. It's it's so it's it's weird. It has a special deck. It's like but 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 yeah, like bridge and uh, you know we play uh, we play rummy. We play gin. Okay, I've, I've never awesome. seen Adley so close to like wanting to throw me out a window. Except for like time like where it's like three in the morning. He's trying to show me how to play euchre, and I'm like Adley, I don't get it. Like <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> but yeah, so you really enjoy. So you really enjoy yeah. teaching. Yeah, and then the the second side of it is uh it's kind of selfish but for me when i'm teaching uh these other guys i get a lot out of it too it's uh for example the wrestling down here is not as pronounced i mean the college level nc state's doing awesome but at the local regional level ohio is one of those midwest states definitely a powerhouse for wrestling and everybody wrestles over there so i'm I'm immersed around it and i came up through the ranks wrestling since uh i stopped wrestling 2012 was my senior year i have not really done any wrestling i've been focusing on my weak points my striking my jiu-jitsu um, it's nice now having me come back and teach these guys how to wrestle, teach the basics. It, one, it refreshes it for me, and I forget how to do half the moves. So it's nice getting back in there um, and, and seeing these different you're getting, angles. You're getting your reps in on your fundamentals. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is how you do it. Like, let me hit four while I show you how to do it real quick. Like, and it's, it's like, it's, okay. It's cool it's, to drill suplexes all day, but it's even better to drill like the proper placement. Like when you're in for like a single and a double, I see you like actually like picking your timing back up like when you're drilling and teaching i see you picking up your fundamentals again i'm like oh that's really cool yeah and, and, and something i even noticed when i was in college wrestling i hurt a few times and i had to take uh, two red shirts and during those years i was off i learned so much just sitting back kind of observing and watching and i did a little assistant coaching up in ohio at a, at a couple high schools uh with some of my my former high school coaches and it was very rewarding and i i grew leaps and bounds from that almost more than i did from training it's like I hit a ceiling you got to see it from a different angle from the outside in, you can kind of see. Sometimes you're blind when you're in there. You have your blinders on, seeing what's going on. So it's really cool helping guys out like that. And plus, I mean, we have a great community here. Everybody helps each other. Uh, for example, we talked about John Shell earlier. He comes an hour before every MMA practice, and he sits there. And I'm like, hey, man, I got in this weird position in jiu-jitsu. Will you, like, give me some looks on there? And he's been helping me out. And honestly, the, the jiu-jitsu community here is, is excellent. I've had so many guys from all over share with me. Obviously, old man Jay, uh, he's... That dude, every time in jiu-jitsu class, I'm sitting there on the other side. I'm just, like, peering over the, the, the half wall. I'm like, hey, man, what was that you just did? And he'll break it down for me. He's got me a lot better. Uh, Brandon Gardner at Gracie Raleigh, he's been awesome as well. Um, in fact, the other day I was getting wings at Apex Wings. Man, I'm shouting them out. I'm not even a wing guy. But uh, <laughs> the Sean Spangler jiu-jitsu is over there. And, mm-hmm. and he's, I walked it by. I was like, hey, you guys do jiu-jitsu over here. And he brought in some NC State wrestlers for me to work with last weekend, which is, which is awesome for me because – my wrestling is, man, that was a wake-up call. I'm like, all right, I got to get back to wrestling. <laughs> but everybody has been really, really helpful. And my jiu-jitsu has, especially in the last few months, has, has grown leaps and bounds. That's excellent. That's excellent. Let's talk about Jason Colrith a little bit. You know, from Ford, you know, obviously you both work with him a lot at Forge Fitness Carry. Um, so what, what's the single coolest thing Jason Colbreth has taught you? And what is the single funniest thing he has ever made fun of you with? Made fun of you with? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't want to bring that up. Lemur. This dude and his nickname. I saw you trying to hold it back. And I was like, like no, you're I, not say it. 
Thanks, Trevor. Hey, you're welcome. So this student is nicknames. I've, I've had quite a few nicknames over the years. I do not like that one. <laughs> I don't agree with it, but it's just the one that irritates Adley the most. And it does irritate me. With, with Jason, when he knows something oh, irritates yeah. you, he will not get, he off, will of not get off of it. It's like when he's showing you a move, and he's always trying to show you like some his MMA application is just, he's like, you know what's really annoying? You can't punch him in the face. You just dig in your knuckles right here in his, in his ribs. You do this. Oh, and then punch him here in the rib, punch him in the funny bone. I'm like... All right, Jason, I got it when you showed me the first seven times you punched me there. Yeah. Like, give me a break, dude. <laughs> that, make, you know, that makes perfect sense. And, like, you know, of, of all the people, if, you would, if I had asked the question, like, okay, who in the community has given you the most offensive nickname that annoys you the most, that would have been my first guess. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, but obviously a great jiu-jitsu mind. And, and oh, yeah, he's, he, he knows. He's been around for so long. He's got that veteran knowledge. Um, he's one of those guys I can just troubleshoot with. I'm like, hey, man, I'm having trouble in this position. I'll show him exactly what I need to know. Mm-hmm. And it's great because with my schedule right now, I have a hard time getting into jiu-jitsu classes or, or Muay Thai classes. It's kind of like offset practice times where I get groups of guys in. And Jason's been awesome about showing me little details and just it, – it, it's incredible how much my game's tightened up because of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if there's one thing that I haven't asked about yet that you wish I would have asked about, that you think folks should know about you, what, what would that thing be? Is there anything that you really want to talk about that you haven't got the chance to? Oof, I don't know. Um, you know what? I'm just really excited to be down here and competing. Uh, North Carolina has been very, very welcoming to me. Uh, I walked into Forge Fitness and met Trevor maybe just a week or two, maybe after getting down here. And but the guys from like Team Rock Fayetteville told you to like go check the gym out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first came down here, I looked up MMA, went down there, and, and they shouted out uh, Trevor over here, and, and I was like, "What they did? Oh, cool!" <laughs> yeah. But but everybody's an awesome, and North Carolina in itself is is this really cool place. I love Ohio, Columbus. Mm-hmm. I think greatest city in Ohio. I, I, used I love to that place. Hate on Ohio so much until Adley took me to Columbus, and I kind of want to move there. It's except, a it's a really except, cool city except for the winter times. Like that place yeah. is. Awesome. I'm what? in love with Columbus. Which Ohio. is exactly why I moved. That winter is yeah, brutal. That is so bad. I used to live in Minnesota and like the that's the, the worst. That's yeah, the no, worst. exactly. And like, but the thing is that's why the wrestling is so good throughout the Midwest. It's like what else are you gonna do in the winter? We're inside, exactly. we got mats. Yeah. You're mad. <laughs> you got that <laughs> the seasonal pressure, you're like, let me just throw somebody on their head. Yeah. But North Carolina's been great. It's a beautiful place, uh, beautiful people. It's been a pleasure. I'm really glad to have moved down here. And you know what, shout out to Mommel Street, old training partners and coaches. They've done a great job shaping me and, and continue to do so. I was actually up there last week and got some work in. But, uh, man, it, it's nice to be down here and have this community to, to work with and grow with. I want to talk to you guys about Cageside Fight Company for a second. I've been buying from Cageside for more than six years, and about 99% of the gear that I use is from Cageside. That's not because other companies don't make good stuff. They do. It's just that Cageside offers the highest quality products at the best value and, no joke, the best customer service I've ever experienced in my life. So whether you're looking for shin pads, whether you're looking for Thai gear, whether you're looking for Brazilian jiu-jitsu geese or Valetudo shorts, whether you're looking for the coolest t-shirts around, check out Cageside.com or come into their fight shop at one. Lotta Road, right in Durham, North Carolina. You won't be sorry. Another thing I want to mention about Cageside is they do more to support local fighters and local Brazilian jiu-jitsu competitors than just about anybody else. And so we've got to support the people that support us. Check out Cageside Fight Company, 124 Lotta Road in Durham, North Carolina, or online at cageside.com. So either locally or nationally, who are some of your favorite fighters to watch like in any fighting discipline and who do you feel like like if you're like hey i I, I don't know if you're the type of person that picks up things from video but like what are some of the things that you what are some of the tools that you use to learn that's not your training if you're having a tough time making it into class definitely i'm a huge nerd i watch fights all day i sit with my daughters and we just watch ufc fight pass all day um i watch film i watch wrestling jujitsu uh, lots of fights. I, I admire a lot Mia of guys. Mia is probably your biggest fan and cheerleader, and it is awesome. Yeah, she's five years old, and when uh, practice, she'll be yelling like, "Dad, get him!" <laughs> it's, get him, Daddy! And it is so heart melting. Like people are getting beat up by Adley, and they're like, oh, "That is so precious." <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, she's incredible. She's awesome. Biggest yeah. fan. But uh, yeah, I I love watching film. Um, I love watching obviously guys in my weight class. A lot of featherweights. Um, I'm a huge fan of Max Holloway. I like his style. I think it's very basic, simple strikes, good footwork, good angles. I like, I like watching guys who do that well. Um, but a lot of my inspiration comes from in the past from wrestling. I like the funk style of wrestling. If you ever watch me wrestle, I do a lot of unorthodox stuff, a lot of scrambly stuff. So Ben Askren, um, 
not as well known, but the guy named Mitch Clark, who's actually one of like the founders of Funk Wrestling, who's an OSU wrestling uh, champion. He started like the the front rolls under the leg. Oh wow! His younger brother was actually one of my assistant coaches when I was in high school, and I had the privilege of learning the stuff almost from the source, if you will, and that kind of shaped my style a lot. Um, I like, I mean, I like the Oklahoma style, John Smith style, like outside finesse wrestling. I think that stuff's really cool. So I love watching film of of wrestling like that. When it comes to strikers, honestly, I'll I'll learn something from everybody. There's there's so much out there. Even guys I, th- I think are terrible. There's almost always something you can pick up that they're you can doing find well. someone that's terrible, but that is like one thing really well, mm-hmm. and it works for them. And when you can fight, figure that out, it's like, oh, I see what they did there. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Yeah. So from a fighter and coach perspective, I'm going to ask each of you this in turn because I'm interested in your, your distinct answers. Like in terms of what is the next step for you in terms of elevating your game, whether it's a hole you want to fill, whether it's a skill that you're like, okay, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at level five. I need to be at level eight. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think the next step is for you in terms of developing your own skill set? Well, I'm kind of in the process right now of, of revamping a lot of things. Um, one hole in my game was an amateur in Ohio. There was no leg locks. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do like ankle locks and knee bars, but no twisting leg locks. He's such a leg lock nerd now. Now I love him. I went to Smith seminar the other day. That was really cool. I watch all the uh, EBI and, and I'm, I'm just watching him in slow motion. I watch it back and forth, back and forth, seeing these different positions. Um, I love learning that game. So that's a hole I've been filling in and, and it's really enjoyable. Uh, kicking, obviously, when I came here a year ago, still not a strong suit of mine, but something that's grown leaps and bounds and, and it's a tool I'm using and implementing all the time now. Mm-hmm. Clinch um, work too with you and like your your knees, elbows. Like yeah, the, the tie style clinch. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I can get someone and grapple with them in a over under, you know, in, in the wrestling style clinches. But the the tie stuff's very different, um, and it's been a blast using elbows. That's new, right? And that's very so exciting. Fun. And fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm built for those things. I'm so yeah, sharp and pointy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Trevor, what do you think the next step is for Adley in terms of elevating his game? If you could pick one or two things that you're like, okay, in a year. This is where I want uh, what I want you to do. Adley is on the right track where he's developing everything at once. Like he understands his holes. Like, and that's an easy thing for a coach when they admit, like, yeah, man, like, how do I keep getting better at this? Like, that's the stuff you want to hear as a coach. Like, you know, we talk about we keep building on his strong suits and we keep we keep covering all these new little tools, like for his like clinch work, elbows, his defensive, his posture work, stuff like that. Um, and, and honestly, if Adley keeps progressing like this, I mean, I'll be a happy coach. Mm-hmm. If he wants to keep putting up with me, I don't know. Like, and I also I never have issues like going to other people for advice. I mean, I'm very lucky to have guys like uh, like Chris Clodfelter, where I'll be like, "Hey, Chris, look at this guy's kicks. Like, look at his clinch work. Like, what what am I missing?" And he'll give like advice. Like, you've gone down there and get pointers. Um, his fighters come up here, and I've got other friends that are boxers. I'm like, "What do I do for this?" So, um, but Adley's doing the right thing about understanding, uh, always getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, don't like uh, people get too complacent, and Adley is always wanting to get better. And that's always a good thing for a coach to want to hear. And then and that presents stuff for me because I'm like, oh, man, that's something I haven't had to look at before. Okay, let me let me look back through my concussion files and figure <laughs> out if I know how to look at that. Or, like, some days, like, it kind of, like, we have, like, our moments in, like, we're coaching class together. It's it's And we kind of, like, click and vibe. And we're like, oh, that's what we missed. And we fix little holes from there. So we have a very good time, like, working with each other. Neither one of us are... Phew, Oh, me right, you wrong. No, we're like, oh no, okay, that makes sense. Cool, like, let's play with it. So. Try to learn as we go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much like still learning as I go as a coach. I'm still just some days like, oh, hey guys, let's all look around. Like at practice, we really have like a room full of a lot of experienced guys. I'm kind of just there more or less to open the door and hang out with the babies. So, but uh, it's all who's the best uncle over here, <laughs> dude. I love <laughs> Millie and all. Mia. Like I'm just holding his baby. I'm like, I don't want one, but you're so cute. Baby's crying, middle of sparring round. I'm like, Trevor, please. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, I, got I got it. it. I got it. Like I'm just away from practice watching his baby. Tre- Trevor is very much the cool uncle, and this is and what Trevor just described is really why it's important to have a community, right? Where it's like if Trevor can say like, okay, here's my opinion, but like, hey, I have access to Chris Clodfelter, amazing Muay Thai. Why don't you check this out? Or if you arrive early and hey, John. John Shell, I found this myself in this knee bar position. Let's check this out. You know, and this is what makes the scene so so valuable to yeah, have community all, members that all have different levels of expertise. We're all rotating ideas with each other, like in those mm-hmm. practices between like the experienced guys, like the new guys are there as like bodies and stuff like that. But uh, it, it's been very cool lately with like you running like some of like the wrestling drills. Dewan is great about uh, 
ground and pound drills and stuff like that. And you guys both work well for, oh, hey, what's this get up? Like, what's this wall work? Um, and then like fixing like little like striking holes and stuff like that. A lot of troubleshooting, a lot of big creative process. It's it's really fun leaving this practice and you're like, ah, kind of figuring yeah, out how, we, how we've, the gears. We've turn. had some practices lately and we're all vibing so well together. Like we get together like two three times a week and we're all like, man. These are great group practices. This is awesome. Our guest, Adley Edwards, has a fight May 13th, Next Level Fight Club 7. We're going to post a link on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio, where you can get tickets and you put the uh, put the code Edwards in so Adley gets credit for those tickets. We'll also put that on our Twitter, Instagram, and all of our stuff. Or if you train at Forsdorf, if you see Adley around the community, you can get tickets from him in person. So, guys, in the five minutes we have left, what did I miss? What should people know about this upcoming fight, about Adley, about your training, about your competition? What, what would you it's leave to listen to this fight? It's the community's fights. We've got a lot of guys that come through that gym uh, together on this fight card, and I'm really happy about it. So, yeah, it's, it's Adley's fight coming up, and we're, we're getting Adley out there, but it's also it's a community fight. with uh, We've got, what, five guys on the card that come to our practices, I think. Yeah. It's very cool to be displaced from Ohio, and so it feels like a homecoming fight in here. Yeah. Uh, finally being able to, to compete here. It's, it's really cool. Um, and speaking of which, uh, a little shout-out here to my buddy uh, Gene Kim. I don't know if you guys know him, but he has done an awesome job. He made a cool highlight reel for me, and now he's working on this really cool shirt design. And I'm playing around with the colors right now with the cage side, but expect to have those out here soon. They're hilarious shirts. If you know me, my nickname's Sunshine. I'm always sitting there smiling. I really enjoy what I do. Before and every fight, in between every round, he's freaking smiling, and it oh, cracks me it. up. I love it to death. Yeah. And uh, and the picture kind of captures that really well, and, and Gene just nailed it. And it's, it's a really cool shirt, so definitely check that out, Gene from uh, Gene Kim Productions. You can follow Gene Kim Productions on Facebook. I've seen this shirt. It's a dope design. We will be sure to promote it when it gets out. So Adley Sunshine Edwards fights May 13th, Next Level Fight Club 7. You can get all the information at our Facebook page or at DirtyWhiteBelt.com. So, Adley, thanks so much for coming into the studio today. I had a blast. Yeah, it was, it was a pleasure. Yeah, it was a fun time. Also, on that Next Level card, uh, we've got Adley on there. We've got Dewan Owens, who's our teammate and friend. Uh, Jeremy Perdue from Team Rock Charlotte. He comes up one to two times a week for practice. Uh, he'll be on there facing uh, Chase Gamble. Um, and then uh, good fight. we also have John Shell fighting on there as well. And then um, our buddy and uh, one of my, I, I hate saying students because they're all like buddies to me. Like the C word to me is so dirty sometimes. And uh, I don't know why. It's yeah, you can't weird. say the C word on the radio. <laughs> but, uh, okay, the coach word, not the other one, you dirty, <laughs> dirty old man. But uh, And then we have uh, Trey Sturgeon, a uh, young, talented kid making his uh, amateur debut so it's uh and, and it's a it's been a great uh community effort between uh, even like the guys from from like gracie raleigh like brandon and daniel are so welcoming to like adley and john and trey and everybody get workouts and the guys at elevate we're all we're all helping each other out so i'm really excited Definitely. yeah trevor i may be dirty and i may be old but i forget that third thing you said so I my man. Right. Anyway, uh, what? No, I was I, like, I just forgot the third thing that I said. What did I just say, Jeff? <laughs> Trevor did and I, I have tw- word? Trevor and I have twenty concussions between us, and so it's like it's it's a remarkable it, it's remarkable we're not eating pablum. At any rate, folks, this has been another episode of Dirty White Boat Radio. I want to thank you so much for listening. I want to thank my guest Adley Edwards. I want to thank Trevor Hayes once again back in the co-host chair where he belongs. <laughs> As Trevor mentions, the last if you saw the next level the last next level fight club card, you know it was dope. There are going to be a bunch of amazing local fighters on this card that Trevor just rattled off. In addition to Adley, John Shell, Chase Gamble, I think Alan Crowder has a fight. Dewan, Dirty South Owens, who has been on the show several times, incredibly compelling fighter, incredibly talented individual. So get out there and support. Uh, you got to support the local fight scene if you want it to grow, and we all want it to grow. Uh, I want to plug a couple of other things, which is really close to twenty five thousand downloads, folks. So if you go to if you want to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, you can help us get to that twenty five thousand download mark. When we hit it, we're gonna uh, we're going to release a bonus show for more content, uh, more content to support the local scene. So please help us do that. You can help out the show by subscribing on iTunes. And if you like it, leave us a review. You can get at us on Twitter and Instagram at DWB Radio and Dirty White Belt, respectively. We'll be back at you next week with a really exciting jujitsu guest that I don't want to mention right now, but it involves a Viking sword. And if that doesn't whet your appetite, I don't know what will. This is Dirty White Belt Radio. My name is Jeff Shaw. We will be back at you next Sunday. My thanks once again to my guests, and we will see you next week.